0: Welcome to the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast with your hosts,
1: Kyle Borgononi and Matthew Betts. Well, welcome in to another edition of the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Borgononi, and as always, I'm with Matthew. It's Summertime Bets.
0: Dude, it doesn't, I mean, it's not officially summer, but to me, there's a few things that signal the start of summer. You know, of course, if you've got kids, like the, the school year ending, that makes sense. But to me, the start of summer is when you get to mow your lawn for the first time, which I just did couple days ago. And let me tell you, it was a very enjoyable experience. So yes, it is officially summertime here at the Betts household.
1: I'm a little disappointed and mad as your friend that you would bring up something as precious to this podcast as mowing the lawn. And I brought this up to some listeners, brought it up on Twitter the other day. I don't have grass here in Arizona. Now there are houses that do have it, but you're crazy if you're trying to grow grass, you're trying to maintain it, you're trying to water it. So for the first, you know, 30 plus years of my life, I'm used to that. It's been sucked out of my life. There's a part of my soul missing. And more importantly, I would say our listeners, I don't know if they can take me seriously anymore because the best part of this podcast was listening while they mow the lawn.
0: That's, that's what we're made for. Brought to you by John Deere, the Fantasy Footballers DFS podcast. Yeah, man, I, I can't really trust you anymore after learning that you're not going to be cut in the grass probably for the foreseeable future. So yes, listeners, if you want to just mute when Kyle is talking, that would probably be pretty appropriate.
1: I'm going to have to learn how to do Arizona summers, which is just surviving the pool. Uh, and I want to get into a quick question, which is about the summer. It's about best ball. And basically, how do we get to spend that time? We're going to be talking about wind totals on this show. The AFC got a lot of great content as the summer unfolds. So consider this your primer today for the summer. And for half the league. So for you, Betts, what are you most looking forward to for the summer? And maybe give one of your favorite routines for drafting best ball.
0: Yes. Well, I guess I I should answer this in case my wife listens. I'm just so excited to be a dad. That's what I'm really looking forward to. If I didn't say that, I'd be in trouble. So (laughs) I'm excited for that. Um, I'm also excited for a lot of changes actually happening for me. Our family is looking to move. So we've got a big summer coming up. But from a you know routine standpoint, what I look forward to is the summer of best ball, which last season I had so much fun doing uh, with you, Kyle, with our listeners. We mentioned a couple of shows ago we're going to be doing a lot of those with our Discord crew this summer. So I'm really excited about that. And I, I decided to, for this quick question to rank my best uh, best ball draft activities or locations. Number one, morning coffee on the deck. Yes. Phone in hand coffee on the other hand drafting away similar setup still on the deck but now we're talking about in the evening enjoying a nice cocktail maybe you're a beer fan love that
1: did you ever leave the deck is my question from morning till the evening
0: <laughs> yes this is this is separate you know you do your one in the morning you work you finish the day at the end so you're doing you're doing them uh bookends of the day uh walking the dog very underrated. Enjoy that. Of course, if you're in a busy environment, be careful out there. But if you live in a rural part of, of town like I do, it's safe. Um, 2 a.m. changing diapers. This is going to be new for me this year, but I'm excited to try it out. We'll see who's hanging out in the in the underdog lobby at that time. And then how about a nice road trip? Obviously, if you're not driving, you know, if you're a passenger, you want to pass the time a little bit. Nothing better than knocking out a 40, 45 minute best ball draft. Uh, if you have, a, let's say, an eight hour drive ahead of you, you can do a couple of those.
1: I will. So those are great choices. I'll just say, as a veteran of changing diapers and the two AM, I loved that part of parenthood, like early parenthood. I don't know. There's something about me that doesn't mind weird time frames. Like I actually look forward to it, almost to the point of wow! I never get this time to be productive or to you know have certain pursuits. So I remember my very my my first son. uh, I did pro football focus charting that summer. So what I would do is I would look at game film after waking up in the middle of the night for a couple of hours. So best ball, I think, is a great thing. I will say you might convince yourself of some really weird and dumb things in the middle of the night.
0: Oh, for sure. Like taking a random running back in round one, being like, this is a really good idea. No one is going to do this. Uh, No bets. Do not do that. Functioning on a little sleep is not something I do well. So those first 2 a.m. best ball drafts might be a little questionable.
1: Yeah, those will be fun to be able to draft somebody. I'll just give a couple for me in terms of the summer. Uh, But I have to start off here. When you're on the toilet, I would say it is the best for queuing players. Okay, So I literally wrote down queuing players on the toilet. It's an elite move because, yes, you want to draft. I get it. A fast draft on the toilet is nice, but I don't know if you have that full amount of time to be away from your family. Maybe you can. Maybe you say, I have a very important meeting, and this is where I'm doing it. But (laughs) queuing players is a good time. If you're doing a slow draft, you're in between... Uh, to do that on toilet. And then I'll just say for me, we have a pool and Arizona, that's how we survive. So poolside with a drink, I'll be making a couple of picks, but I won't be mowing the lawn this summer, uh, which for me was a, was a great place just to think out, okay, okay here's my next pick coming up. And if I'm going to complete the stack this is what I need to do. And I, you know, I get 45 minutes just to think it out.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. It's it's the one point oh one of places to think about best ball, listen to the podcast, those kind of things. I feel like we should do like a little a little contest or something. Like people take a picture of themselves mowing the lawn, headphones on, listening to the show, tag us on Twitter and we'll come up with like a fun giveaway or something.
1: Oh, for sure. All right. That that's a great point. I will make sure that I hook you up with some footballer swag if you're one of those people. Uh, and yeah, just post a picture. Uh, make sure you tag Betts and myself. And yeah, we'll get you some cool swag. If you're wearing the full dad outfit, like if you've got the white new balances, maybe some tall socks, if you're wearing cargo shorts, um, I'm going to be very impressed. So yeah, yeah, wherever you are for that, (laughs) you can tag bets at the fantasy PT myself at Kyle underscore Borg. And I want to quickly highlight two articles on the site on the Fantasy footballer site before we get into our main content about AFC win totals. I just put out kind of a recap of last week's episode about forecasting the NFL and overall win total strategy. I think that's a really good primer for what you and I are talking about this week. So, if you want to go on the website, that's on there. Um, And then you just put out a massive article uh, that is one of the nerdiest things that you do for a living on high ankle sprain research.
0: (laughs) Yeah, nerd alert over here. Yeah, you're writing about cool stuff like wind totals, and I'm writing about what high ankle sprains do to fantasy performance. So, uh, yeah, I plan to do like one a month up until the season, like a deep dive research topic on injuries. So I started off with high ankle sprains. We'll look at maybe hamstring injuries in the next one, ACL injuries, the the month after that, so stay tuned. But, yeah, check out the high ankle one on the the website. My biggest takeaway from that was just, you know, we kind of – People think that like, oh, this guy is back in the lineup like he's good to go. But a lot of the research has shown the vast majority of players don't actually reach what they were doing at a fantasy performance level in their first game back. So for DFS purposes, I'll be looking to kind of fade some of those players potentially this season if there's going to be an elevated roster percentage associated with those guys coming off for injury.
1: And all of those blurbs, all of your insights are there in the Ultimate Draft Kit in the injury report section. So we're gearing up right now. Today we were talking through statting some of the teams we had a good discussion about the bills about what to do with gabriel davis this was our lunchtime conversation at fans footballers uh and yeah there's just so many different teams there's so many different sections of the udk that you can get lost in so make sure you check that out at ultimatedraftkit.com get the ultimate draft kit plus if you want to play dfs with us the entire year but let's talk about win totals gonna win we're gonna win <laughs> all right let's talk about overs and unders and we're gonna specifically focus on the afc next week we'll talk about the nfc if bets is still with us he'll still be with us but uh the clock is ticking man you are you're the countdown is on
0: the go bag is packed the car seats are installed um at this point Monica, my wife, is a ticking time bomb.
1: It's, what's funny is the go bag is a big deal, and you feel so prepared when you pack it and you're like, I got this. And then when you have like a week that goes by, you're like, oh, man, like, I'm, I'm, like it could happen any moment. And it gets scarier and scarier. <laughs> Ours was like 2 a.m. in the middle of the night, and I was just delirious. And she's like, I think my water broke. And I was just like, we, we, we've been through this. This is not a big deal. And then I drove her to the hospital. Uh, 3 a.m. Windows down. She wanted the windows down. I said, whatever you want is what you're going to get. So, bets that's the main <laughs> thing you need to learn. When you guys are going to labor, you need to just shut up and let her do whatever she wants.
0: I've so gotten on. really good at just the phrase, sounds good. Whatever you want. Let's just keep that on repeat. Actually, you could probably, I could just record it and just play it over and over again.
1: <laughs> that would be even more genuine. She would love that if you
0: Absolutely. just
1: played it, played it back for her. <laughs> So let's talk about overs and unders and just general strategies about it. Uh, we, Like I said, we have some content on the website if you want to look through that. But overs... So these lines are, are good. I mean, we just need to say that off the off the bat. Like I walk through all of these teams and do the schedule adjusted projections. You and I go back and forth and talk about teams that we like, teams that we think our listeners can benefit from in a number of different markets. But they're good lines. <laughs> they're good for a reason. Vegas knows what they're doing. And at this point in May... A lot of lines have moved and adjusted where I think they're kind of optimal. So the Falcons, for instance, open at five and a half. They're down to five. The the Texans, some markets were at four and a half, bet down to four. Um, On FanDuel, they're three and a half. But when we're talking about overs, we're looking at teams that underperformed last year. They maybe made some significant moves. And then for me, what kind of schedule do they have that doesn't really build in the fact that they could take a leap? So we've talked a lot about the Ravens. They finished fourth place in the AFC North last year, so that's something I take into account when I look go by their seventeen games. I go, wow, they have three games against fourth place teams that are their quote extra games, and that that really matters. But when it comes to unders, what are we looking for?
0: Yeah, in general, we're looking for teams that may have over, overperformed in the season prior. Uh, you know, maybe they overcame a ton of injuries and somehow won a ton of games, or won a lot of close one score games and kind of caught the right side of variance. Um, We're also looking for multiple paths to failure. So, you know, if an injury happens to a certain player, like how bad can it go for a certain team, stuff like that. Or, you know, look at the depth chart. Like, do they have a lot of high end talent, which if things go really well is great. But if, if something goes South, you know, it can go South really quickly. So we're looking for unders uh, in that aspect. And I will say too, just this year, looking at, the nfc versus the afc and we're focusing on only on the afc today. You know, the afc is a gauntlet. Uh, there's just so many good teams that I'm in general looking for unders on the a- on the afc side of the ball. In the nfc, I actually like uh, quite a bit of overs which we'll talk about next week. So I just want to put that out there. That's my personal philosophy this year.
1: No, that's a good point because a lot of these teams, I, one of the markets I've looked at is to make the playoffs. And there's a lot of teams that are on that kind of fringe like 8, 9, 10 win that you could see a path for any of those, but their odds in that market to make the playoffs are just minus 110. They're just split on yes and no. That tells me that there's a lot of teams that you could see in and a lot of teams that are good enough maybe in the NFC that won't make it in. So yeah, I think the unders are key. As we go through these four divisions in the AFC, I want you to keep in mind some of your favorite long shot teams because... There's not a ton of values in terms of, you know, win totals. Like, you're not going to find something better than maybe a plus 130 at this point. You're not making a ton of money unless you're laying laying a a big bankroll. But for me, I look at the playoffs and I look at divisional odds as where I could make, you know, a pretty good sum back. So let's start with the AFC East. We have the Bills. I'm going by DK Sportsbook here, but Bills at 11.5. Dolphins are at nine, Patriots at eight and a half, and the Jets at five and a half. And this division, their out-of-division games are the AFC North and the NFC North. But let's start with the Bills because sportsbooks love them, fantasy managers love them. How do we handle this team knowing that, generally speaking, people like them a lot?
0: Yeah, it's tough. I mean, the juice is on the over. It's just, it's tough because they're such a good team on paper, and obviously we saw them barely lose to the Chiefs last year in in what was a crazy, crazy game. I mean, they're obviously one of the best three or four, five, confidently we can say that, best teams in football. So taking under on a team like that is pretty scary to do. But because the, you know we know that the general public likes Josh Allen and the Bills and all that sort of thing, like taking the over is kind of playing into what the books want you to do. So for me, when I look at the Bills, I'm probably staying away from an 11.5 over. On them. I think if you are going to make me pick a side, like I would just lean under because of the fact that the win total is so high. But saying that sounds so scary. So for me, this is a no bet when I look at their win total. I will say though, like if you do want to get involved with the Bills because they're a super fun organization, they're super fun for fantasy, like if you're going to invest in them, for me, it's these long shot odds of Super Bowl or conference. Um, I'm staying away from the division, staying away from playoffs, and staying away from their win total.
1: So they went 11 and 6 last year. And like you said, like they were probably one of the four best teams in the league. Their win expectation, though, was thirteen point one. So there's room for this team to be even better this past year. Remember, they lo- they lost the Jaguars. Do you remember I do recall that?
0: that? I think I played a, a Josh Allen, Steph diggs stack that week. So yes, that that burns my memory uh, very well.
1: Nine to six was the, was yep. the what a game was the total. <laughs> uh, that that's weird. That's how you know the NFL is just a weird, weird multiverse. Uh, So much variance, but uh, so there was room last year for the bills to improve. I will say, just looking at their schedule, they have some tough games. Their first place games are against Tennessee, Kansas city, and the Rams. So those are three tough first place straws. And I would just say their home schedule, their home schedule is tougher than I, than I would like to see. So obviously they have the AFC East teams play the Browns Packers, Vikings, Steelers, Titans. All of those teams have playoff shots except for maybe the jets. So I would, I just think that their schedule is tougher. The juice on the over is terrifying to me. I just think I'm going to wait on the Bills and find other markets to be able to you know, pursue them in. It's not a good thing to bet somebody that is the current Super Bowl favorite because there is going to be a point in the season where maybe they ebb and flow and they're not the favorite anymore. That's where I'd want to bet them. Right now they're at plus 650 to win the Super Bowl. If you like them for that or to win the AFC Conference at plus 330, I will jump on those, but I will probably wait.
0: Yeah, I think I'm with you. If they let's say they start the season for whatever reason, one and two or something like that, and their odds improve to win the Super Bowl, you know, that's the time for me. I'm with you to, to buy into the Bills.
1: And as of this recording, the NFL schedule has been released, and I'll have an article out on that that kind of walks through the order. Right now we know all the teams, we know who's home and away, we just don't know the exact order. Uh but that that's one of my favorite days of the year that comes out on Thursday. And you're listening to this on Friday while you're mowing the lawn. So let's talk about the other three teams in the AFC East. We have New England Patriots and the Dolphins, which are those two teams are basically neck and neck, depending on the sports book. If you look on FanDuel, uh, they're both at eight and a half wins. And on DK Sportsbook, they're at, uh, the Dolphins are at nine and Patriots are at eight and a half. I have the Patriots as a little bit better in my projections, just half a win better. How are you handling these two teams? Because they're clearly, you know, not in a tier with the Bills, but we think they're right on the door of the playoffs.
0: Yeah, they're tough, and their lines are pretty efficient, in my opinion. Um, The Patriots, I'll just say, like, from an NFL draft standpoint, I think made what I would call some pretty big mistakes, and one of those is just looking at the running back room that they have. They drafted – they spent two draft picks on running backs, which to me does not make a ton of sense. They also – we talked about it, you know, taking – Cole Strange way earlier than a lot of other people would. So I would have liked to see them do more in the NFL draft. That would have given me more confidence for them to go over. That said, they have a coaching advantage almost every game they play with Bill Belichick. And Mac Jones entering year two, we presume, will take a step forward. So for me, they're they're not a team I'm looking to bet under. Um, they might be a team that I would kind of sprinkle on over. I don't mind that. But again, it's not one that I feel super, super confident in. I think if you want to get a little off the board and kind of look at maybe a divisional uh, title or yes to make the playoffs, you get much better odds on those. So that's interesting uh, in my opinion. And then when you look at Miami, this is a team that I'm generally looking to fade this year. And the reason for that is that there's a lot that needs to go right for things to go well. You have a first-time head coach in Mike McDaniel. You know, Tua I think can play better, but we just haven't seen that quite yet. Um and so, you know, in this division playing against Josh Allen twice and Bill Belichick twice and we think the Jets are going to be better twice it's just it's tough to see it there so for me Miami is is either an under or stay away and then for New England I don't mind the over but I'm not super super high on it
1: yeah I wrote down that New England feels safer to me in terms of Miami in terms of floor but they're sealing I don't know 10 11 wins if things turn out really well so I I feel like both of those teams right now uh, they're it's heavy juice for them to not make the playoffs. So I think they're in a good spot at that eight 8 win margin, eight and a half. So yeah, I, if I had to take one of these, I would probably take the under on the Dolphins on DK Sportsbook at nine. And hopefully you have a room for a push as well. And let's finish off with the Jets. Their schedule for being a fourth place team is incredibly tough. Like their road schedule is... One of the hardest in the league. Orange Sharp put them as uh, fifth hardest schedule in the league. Listen to this. The road schedule is these three AFC East teams, the Browns, the Broncos, the Packers, the Vikings, the Steelers, and then the Seahawks. None of those games are gimmies on the road. So as much excitement as there is from the draft with the Jets, like we would all say, wow, they did a great job in terms of acquiring three really awesome first-round picks. They got Brees Hall. For fantasy, we can probably be talking about the Jets more and more. But is it possible to actually lay the over? I mean, they start off at five wins. They've been bet up to five and a half. Is there any chance you could take the over for the Jets?
0: I mean, when it was five, I think it was a great bet to go over. Even when it was like minus 115 to go over, I really did like that. And I'm kicking myself for not taking it. Because yeah, now at minus 145 to go over, that's a that's 59.2% implied probability. So you're saying like 60% of the time this hits i just don't want to back zach wilson with that type of odds and that juice so yeah for me at this point it's a no bet but if for some reason money starts coming out on the under and you can get it at better odds i actually do think there's paths to this team you know winning six games or winning seven games i don't think we should be shocked by that this year but yeah just at minus 145 it's just tough to lay that juice
1: yeah with the jets there's not really a lot of other markets really you can look at like for them to make the playoffs plus 650 to say yes like that sounds great for the odds but in the loaded afc you can't go there to win the division at plus 1800 like you'd need multiple injuries to these other teams i don't know like is there can you do anything with the jets
0: i mean not really (laughs) no i don't think you can which is really sad to say because you know i'm staring at the super bowl odds here uh what are they (laughs) Ten thousand. What do you do when there is ten thousand to win win the Super Bowl? You automatically bet it. You know that's what you do. Uh, But in all seriousness, yeah, this is a team that I'm probably staying away from this year.
1: Hopefully, we will see a a step forward in terms of progression. I love that the Jets wanted to surround him with with talent. Uh, I just drafted Garrett Wilson in one of my main dynasty leagues, so I'm. I hope the Jets are more fun because last year the only thing we did with the Jets is who is the running back that's playing them this week and that team and they're going to destroy. So, yeah, the Jets are kind of a team we can't really look at too much. All right, before we get into the AFC North, let's take a quick break. All right, AFC North. We are looking at a division that was very different than what we all thought this past year with the Bengals winning that crown. I mean, I just have in my notes here... The Bengals overperformed more than any other team in terms of what Vegas thought. The Vegas total last year was six and a half, and they just blew it out of the water. I mentioned last episode, I just, I did not have it in my range of outcomes for the Bengals to not only win the division, but to go to the Super Bowl. I just thought Zach Taylor, there was so much against him. But right now, the Bengals are at 10 on DK Sportsbook. The Steelers are at seven and a half. The Ravens are at nine and a half. And the Browns don't have a line still. That is throwing me off. And it's throwing me off even more because when you look at the odds, they actually have better odds to win the division. So before we go into these other teams, how do we handle the Browns?
0: I mean, if they have better odds to win the division than the Bengals, you would have to think based off the other team's win totals, they'd be at 10 and a half.
1: Yeah, I have them at 10 wins right now, like in my, my schedule should. Uh, projections, and I I base that on the actual games. But then I look at the divisional odds and the conference odds. They have the best odds in this division, which I think is a bit silly.
0: Yeah, that's tough. I mean, because there's so many outs. Like, there's no way I can bet this for them to win the division. With let's say Deshaun Watson gets suspended for six games or four games, even or or something like that. We also haven't even seen Deshaun Watson play football in over a year. So who knows really kind of where that's at. Behind Amari Cooper, the wide receiver room is extremely thin, which is concerning. Yeah, I, there's just so many outs. Like, there's no way I can invest in that market for sure with the Browns.
1: All right, so let's try to set a line. I, I have it at ten. What would you take if the line was at nine and a half?
0: Oh, that's so tough. That's I was hoping you'd go at ten and a half because that, that would was be my under. goal. <laughs> at nine and a half, I honestly would stay away from it.
1: Okay, that's what I thought too. And I'm just building in what the books are saying. And so, yeah, right now, if it, it totally is dependent on Watson. If you knew that he was suspended for six games and I slid the, the total to eight, what would you do?
0: I'd probably still go under.
1: Okay. I, I have him worth at least a one and a half in yeah, terms of just totally. when I was building in. So, yeah, it just depends on what you're going to do here. So let's go with a team that we actually know what's going to happen uh, with the Bengals. The hardest part about the Bengals is they just got hot at the right time, right? Like, they just just kind of, at the end of the year, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase caught fire. And then I would say in the playoffs, they were good, not great. Like, they were pretty fortunate in that Raiders game. They were very fortunate in that Titans game with some weird interceptions that kind of bounced around. So, with the Bengals, how are you handling them at 10 wins on FanDuel Sportsbook? They're 9.5.
0: Yeah, on Fanduel with it being nine and a half for me, I would probably stay away from that. At ten, I don't mind the under honestly, and it sounds crazy to fade a Super Bowl winning team, but when you think about Super Bowl champions, like you probably think in your head, like oh, they must have won twelve games in the regular season or thirteen games. They must have been this elite team. They hit this. They they pushed last year. If this is their win total, they only won ten regular season games last year and like you said kind of got hot at the right time And it's not to take away from their super bowl run obviously that was great but when you look at win totals like understanding that this team wasn't maybe as good as a super bowl title on the surface probably leads more to the under and i will say too like seventh hardest strength of schedule this year zach taylor yes i think overcame more than what people were expecting him to do last year i still am, am pretty interested in fading that mostly because his offensive philosophy has kind of been, you know, getting Joe Mixon involved on first and 10 for a lot of inefficient runs. And then you're relying on like Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase to connect on a deep ball, which maybe they're the best combo at this point on the same team in football. They were insane last year. But what if that efficiency regresses? Like things could could truly go south for this team. I think more than people are willing to accept. So for me, I'm looking to potentially fade uh, this team as far as their win total. And I'll be taking the under uh, at 10 wins.
1: Yes, I'm definitely fading them in the conference and Super Bowl markets. I think that's one of the easiest ones to look at in terms of them repeating. But let's talk about the Ravens. I mean, that's what the people are waiting for. That's what I was waiting for. We like the Ravens. We've mentioned a number of times on this year our Ravens uh, because, one, they're going to have Lamar back. They have a fourth-place schedule. Their team, hopefully, will be much healthier than they were last year. I would think they they had a pretty good draft in terms of building depth. And we just believe in the Baltimore system, their management, John Harbaugh. Like They just have a good program, and they have for years, and they can withstand things like that. So last year, they were unlucky uh, and finished fourth in the division, and I would say that it kind of can turn this year. So this is one of the stronger teams that we've liked. They're over, and you and I have both bet them to win the AFC North at plus 225.
0: Yes, in my opinion, that is still the absolute best bet. In this entire division, I mean, you can take their win total if you want. Um, you can take them to, to make the playoffs. I did as, as well. But yeah, to win the AFC North at plus 225, I think is is the best bet. I wrote an article probably about a month ago, maybe a month and a half, about why that was the case. And just to kind of highlight, looking at this team, what they did last year, even with the insane injuries that they had. I mean, it was one of the, wor- the most injury-affected seasons that has been happening since 2000. Like, it was seriously historic how bad it was. So you get Lamar Jackson back, you know, you get your your key, your key playmakers back. I like what they did in the draft. Um, there's a lot of reasons to kind of buy back into Baltimore. I will say, though, if you are interested in taking the over at nine and a half, you may as well just take them to make the playoffs. For over uh, nine and a half, it's minus 130. You're not getting a huge discount, but at minus 125 to make the playoffs, you would think they're not really going to make the playoffs, in my opinion, unless they win 10 plus games um assuming that the afc is as good as we think it is which i do think it's very good so for me that's probably the second best bet for this team if you want to invest in them but yeah i'm with you man plus 225 to to win the division i'm all in
1: yeah i like the playoff bet because really i think any of these teams could win the division like obviously the steelers their odds are way beyond but i wouldn't say the steelers are like out of question no chance at all zero uh, so, yeah, I, I like them to make the playoffs. If you think maybe the Bengals or the Browns are the ones that take this division, but the Ravens can still get in. I like that a lot. So, yeah, our Ravens, we'll be talking about them more and more. And if you want to get in and cheer with us the entire year, it's our team. Over 9.5 is what we have it at. Let's talk about the Steelers. I looked at their schedule again today just because I was like, I, that line feels low. But I'm also building in a lot of what the Steelers have always been. So they're at 7.5 right now. I think it's a good line, but I wrote down, I have a really hard time taking the under on this. When I look at their schedule, their second place games, the Steelers, don't forget, they made the playoffs this past year. They were second place in this division somehow with, you know, the corpse of Ben Roethlisberger here, are their second place games, the Raiders, the Colts and the Eagles. So all of those teams are right there on the doorstep. What we'd say the playoffs, but I wouldn't say that's intimidating I wouldn't say those are teams that, like, scare me off. Uh, This division also plays the NFC South, which is a very, very weak division, Falcons, Panthers. And they play the AFC East, so they get to play the Jets, uh, Dolphins, Patriots, Bills. So how are you handling the Steelers, knowing that line is low historically for what we've seen the Steelers, but we also don't know their quarterback situation?
0: Yeah, truthfully, I don't know how to handle the Steelers in this market. I mean, you could tell yourself a couple different stories. One is, like look how bad Big Ben was last year and they still made the playoffs and they're under on their win total last year was one of my biggest stances that was obviously a miss so you could say no matter what Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett are like they're probably at least equal to what Big Ben was at his career and don't hear I'm not saying clearly he has been awesome for a very very long time but at the end of his career it was tough to watch. I mean, I just picture—I don't know if you remember the play, Kyle. Where he's like trips in the backfield and like falls over as he like throws like a underhand pass to Najee. Just if the quarterback play is the same as it was, you could tell yourself a story where it goes better this year. At the same time, like if it's a rookie starting for most of the season or Mitch Trubisky, who we've seen struggle in his career, it's just hard to say. It's also scary to, to fade Mike Tomlin, who's been a really good head coach in his career as well. So there's just a lot of kind of back and forth here that I don't love the line and i'm gonna probably honestly just stay away from it
1: if i had to take a stance it would be an over uh there's some juice right now minus 120 eight wins is doable seven wins if this line somehow dropped to seven then i would be fine if you can find that in an alternative market but yeah this is another one of those teams the steelers and the ravens are two organizations that we just believe in them from a coaching standpoint from a talent perspective we we like what they do all right next division afc south which i think is not super complicated because this is probably the worst division in football. But there are some interesting routes to go with some of these teams. Like the Jaguars and the Texans, we're going to ask how bad are these teams. But let's start at the top really quickly. We discussed Indianapolis last week. Give a quick kind of recap of what we what we like about the Colts.
0: Yes, in general, we are in on the Colts because we think Matt Ryan still has some good football left in his career looking at what they did last season with Carson Wentz playing horrific football. If if Ryan can just be a little bit better, we feel confident in this division, they can take home the title. So we're in on the Colts uh, in general, but at the same time, we're not really high on their ceiling. So you and I, don't, I don't think are in on their um, Super Bowl odds or conference odds or anything like that, but I think they can go over their win total. I think they have a good chance to win the division.
1: Yeah, their current favorites at plus 100. So I, I wouldn't mind grabbing that if you can right now. Um, their win total is fine. It's minus minus one thirty to take the over of nine and a half wins. So if you want to take the Colts, we think that there's a number of different ways. And I wrote them as the example on the website. So we break down the Colts, break down their schedule and break down what we think Matt Ryan can do for this team in terms of wins. But the Titans, the Titans are a team that I faded last year. You and I both did. And I think I might go right back to it this year.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, This is going to be tough to do because if if we fade them two years in a row and they still come out on top, it's going to look really, really bad for the show.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's going to look really bad because the person that's going to be punching us in the face is Derrick Henry. And we love him, but you're moving, right? So how are we going to handle the snow model for our DFS listeners once the season starts? Dude, I didn't even think of that. That, how did you not consider this in your move? Out of everything else going on in your life, your family, your kids, how did you not think about this?
0: Well, fortunately, likely we'll be moving to Pennsylvania. Fortunately, there is still a decent amount of snow that, that falls in PA. Not the same level as Vermont. So we might have to adjust the algorithm a little bit. We'll see. It, it does make sense, too. Less snowfall. You know, Derek Henry is declining. Like, it, it could kind of work out here as far as he's getting a little up there in age. The efficiency has been down. He's coming off a of foot injury. Maybe the snow model might not be as predictable this year.
1: Wow, it's just it's just gonna die out, and it's gonna be a thing of the past. And you had a chance; you could have sold this thing for money and set up your kids. What happened, dude? Two years ago, that thing was humming with accuracy. It was insane
0: how how like the correlation was perfect. When it snowed, Henry went off. So maybe we'll have to come up with a new one for this season.
1: If it rains here, then I'll I'll let you know, okay? Because that's that's kind of where <laughs> I'm at is. It never rains. All right, so the the Titans, here's the thing. They have a first-place schedule, so there are three extra games this year. Bengals, Bills, Packers. That's tough. Then you add on the fact that they play the AFC West this year. That is not a recipe for success. Those are seven games already built into their schedule that I would say are tough. And then divisionally last year, they won it. But they actually weren't as competitive in their own division. They were really fortunate outside of the division to have some really big wins uh, throughout the year, uh, withstand a lot of injuries. Right now, my favorite bet for the Titans, their lines nine and a half, is no to make the playoffs at minus one ten. You
0: like that better than their under on their win total?
1: So their under right now is minus one thirty five. I, I I just I think that. That's another route you can go. I just think there's better odds payout for the no to make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, less juice. It makes a lot of sense because, yeah, if they – let's say they they win nine games. Like, yeah, you win the under on their bet. But if they win nine games in the AFC, it's tough to make the playoffs at nine wins, especially if you assume someone from the AFC West is taking that second – or taking a wild card spot, presumably, we think – Um, so yeah, I think I'm with you. No sounds really good at minus minus
1: one ten. I don't even mind correlating those bets. If you just want to take the under and no to make the playoffs, I think there's enough there uh, to be able to do that. My bigger question. This division is what we do with the Jaguars and the Texans, because there's a monster gap between those top two teams. And these two right now, the Jaguars, they start off at six and a half wins. They were bet down to six, six wins is enticing for me. It's a, good line for them I would say let's say they go three and three in their own division I think they're going to be improved from last year because they got rid of their worst part of their organization Urban Meyer can they go four and seven the rest of the way and hit seven wins looking at their schedule I think seven wins is doable but the line is just perfectly on at six I think it's bet to a place where the Jaguars you I mean other than a long shot bet to win the division at plus 650, let's say Matt Ryan's a train wreck and the Titans regress. Plus 650 to win the division is about as far as I would go with with the Jaguars.
0: Yeah, I think I'm with you. I do think the over is intriguing, and it's not because we think this team can win the Super Bowl or whatever. But, yeah, at six wins in a 17-game season, it's not that difficult to get there. And you look at what happened last year. like We cannot overstate how bad it truly was with urban meyer there and just by removing him and inserting doug peterson automatically this team is light years ahead of where they were last year you know you get trevor lawrence with now a competent head coach in year two i know that we kind of ragged on them like in free agency like for spending just insane amounts of money on guys that maybe didn't deserve those insane contracts but the playmakers are going to be better this season um better coaching staff. I think there's ways that it can get there. I like it at plus money. If for some reason it would move to six and a half, for me, I'd stay away. But I think it's actually kind of intriguing over six. I don't mind a little bit of a, a bet there.
1: All right, let's talk about your boy, Lovey Smith, and the Texans. On DraftKings, it's a different conversation at four and a half. But we got to talk about them on FanDuel because they're sitting at three and a half, minus 175. I mean, that is such a low total in a 17-game season. So how are you handling the Texans?
0: This is insanely disrespectful, in my opinion, from FanDuel. (laughs) Like, to win four games in a 17-game schedule is not hard to do. Last year, the Jaguars were an absolute train wreck. They won three games. You're telling me the the Texans, who had at least competent quarterback play from Davis Mills, can't win four games? They absolutely can win four games. I think even with the juice, I don't mind laying it Honestly, I don't love laying juice with this kind of stuff, but with this line, it seems so off to me. I don't mind going over here. Um, that probability is sixty three percent based off the minus one seventy five on FanDuel. I would make it closer to seventy percent that this happens. So personally, I think they're even at, at that juice, I think there's still some value. So yeah, the Texans can win four games, no doubt about it, especially in this division.
1: All right, let's walk let's do it for the Texans fans out there. They get a lot of crap. Um I Famously tweeted one time, I'd love to meet a Texans fan in the wild. And they came out of the woodworks and they're real people. They do. So can we get to four wins in their schedule? All right. I'm going to give you some, some games here. Um, I'm just going to say that they play the AFC West and I'm just going to go ahead and just say they go. 0 and four in that division. Okay. The Raiders, they may have a shot, but like Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. Is that okay if I give them an 0 and four there?
0: I mean, there's an outside chance. Like the Jaguars beat the Bills last year. But yes, let's just assume that they do not knock off Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, or Pat Mahomes.
1: Okay. So in their division, we generally say teams can go three and three. Can you see two and four in this division?
0: It's possible. But if we're fading the Titans,
1: right? The Jaguars. Who they beat last year. Right. The Jaguars are obviously a
0: team that have question marks. Even the Colts, they're not that much of a powerhouse in the division. Like, I think there's there's paths for them to at least split.
1: All right, so I would say two wins is totally possible. Three wins is starting to get a little shaky, uh, but let's just give them two wins, okay? Two and four, not great, Bob, but two wins. Of their schedule, which I have here in the dock. the wins are the Giants, maybe, the Dolphins, the Bears, this is on the road, and then... Where are these other wins coming from?
0: I mean, dude. The Bears. We
1: have to, kind
0: of, we have to give them a win for the Bears. I, I, Preview I'll for next week's shot. show. Bet the under on the Bears. Um, I, there's pass, man. The, the, the Manders with Carson Wentz. That can happen. The, let's say the Browns, they don't have Deshaun Watson for that game. We don't know yet because the schedule and everything, and there's no suspension yet. But like, if there is, that could be a winnable game. The Giants with Daniel Jones question mark the winnable Eagles. game. The Eagles, yeah, for sure. I mean, they are going to win the Super Bowl this year, but let's say for whatever reason they don't, um, that there is a path there for sure. So there's multiple paths to like a five win season here. I think so. At three and a half, I'm, I'm in on the over.
1: I'm just shocked by the line. Yeah, um, it's so
0: disrespectful.
1: It's going to be it's going to eventually move up to 4 on FanDuel. They're just they're going to not be able to lay the juice anymore. So, uh -175, you want to get on on that. Uh yes, I think it's it's worth it for four wins in a 17 game season. But let's finish off with probably the most important division in football this year, the one that's most talked about and one that for a while you could get a bet on DraftKings Sportsbook for all four teams to make the playoffs. I wish there was a no for that. That would be the easiest smash bet of my life to you bet. No, to lay, but you
0: lay like minus, I don't know, 10,000 for that.
1: I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> hey honey, by the way, um, we're sold your car because there's a bet and I can make $2. But when we, when it. we win
0: this bet, we're going to buy a better car.
1: So AFC West, we have the chiefs who start off at 11 wins, been bet down to 10 and a half. The Broncos and Chargers both at 10 wins, And the rate is down there at eight and a half. So based on all the excitement in this division, there's a lot of paths to failure for these teams that have really high win totals. And I just want to start off with the chiefs because it's easy to like the chiefs. It's really easy to like Andy Reid. He has a crazy history of hitting the over every single year from 2013 to 2020. And last year they pushed at 12 wins. So there's a reason to like Andy Reid, but according to Warren Sharp, they have the hardest strength of schedule of any team. They don't have Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey's a year older. There's a lot of pieces that have transitioned, and the defense wasn't great last year. So how are you handling the Chiefs?
0: Yeah, they're such a tough team to fade because, obviously, it's Patrick Mahomes and it's Andy Reid, and that's what you're betting on here. But per PFF, Kansas City did lose the fourth most wins above replacement, their metric of war. Um, among teams that did not lose a quarterback, so that's a concern. I mean, obviously Tyree Hill is great. Um, you lose Tyron Matthew. There's there's multiple paths I think for this to go under. However, that said, I am not betting it because it is absolutely terrifying to go against Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid because they could be down, you know, twenty-one-three, and all of a sudden you look back at the end of the game and and they won it. You know, they're they're one of few teams that can do that. So. Yeah, I think for me, this is a no play. Um, If it does happen to get up to 11, I think there's probably a value on the under, but at 10.5 for me, I'm definitely not betting this.
1: Yeah, I'm going to be waiting on the Chiefs. Remember last year, they struggled at the beginning of the year, uh, and they were a team that you could get better odds on the division uh, in lots of different markets. And so I'm not saying it's going to happen the same exact way, but uh, 10.5, I would say, is a good line. And um, the over... Makes a ton of sense because of Andy Reid's history, but you are asking for a lot in arguably the toughest division in football. So I want to talk about the Broncos because I've already placed one for them to win the AFC West uh, at plus 260. I think that they're just as good, and the fact that their odds are so far behind the Chiefs, they're actually behind the Chargers in this division, just had enough value for me to be able to say Russell Wilson. Uh, and their schedule, their fourth-place schedule, makes a ton of sense. Uh, They're 10.5 on Fandle, which is a bit higher than I want, but I also would not mind the over at 10 wins because you have a push. Russell Wilson just matters so much. Like I think he's worth two, at least two, two two-and-a-half wins to this team. And I am a bit curious about how the wide receiver room will actually work out. I think people are already crowning them as one of the best in the league. We've never seen them fully put together, but I'm interested in the Broncos in a number of different markets.
0: Yeah, I am too. I think it makes a lot of sense because when you look at, if you ask the general public, you know, who's the best team in this division and actually shout out to good friend of the show, Andy Holloway. Maybe you've heard of him, Kyle. Remember he put this out on Twitter about like a month or two ago, who wins the division. And you know, he listed all these teams, but he didn't list the odds and it was insane how many people clicked the chargers because they're such a fun team to root for it and maybe like the the audience is just so fantasy focused that it's a little skewed but no one was clicking the button on the broncos and at this point i think their division odds should probably be equal with the chargers or maybe even just a touch above them so yeah at plus 260 to win the division i think that's a great bet honestly um there's just a lot of value there so yeah i'm in on that for sure
1: yeah the floor is super high and then when we mix in what their schedule is there's just a lot of room for the Broncos. So I actually had the Broncos in my first projection at 10.75 wins, which I was shocked is actually the highest in this division, Uh, higher than the chiefs initially. And part of that is because of some of these teams, like their fourth place games are against the jets, Panthers and Ravens. Obviously the Ravens would be tough, but like, man, what a great draw Panthers and jets to kind of pad that they play the AFC South. So they're getting the Texans Colts, Titans and Jaguars. So let's say they go two and two or three and one in there. You're looking at a good floor of five or six wins. And if they split in the division, then I think that you're looking at eight or nine wins as something you can bake in. And then uh, there's some other games in here that I think are doable as well, including the Seahawks. So I think 10 wins is a great spot to be in. And I don't mind betting the over for this team, but the division is my favorite market for them. Yep. I would agree. All right, talk me down about our the Chargers. Can I say our Chargers? I know they're mine,
0: dude. The Chargers are just the most fun team to root for. So if you think I'm betting an under on them, you got another thing coming. Now that does not mean I am betting the over on them because again, I think they're a little overvalued in the market in general. That said, how can you not look at this roster top to bottom? And you could argue it's the best in football on both sides of the ball, with them being really aggressive. With Justin Herbert on his rookie deal, so that's the way you win in the NFL. So I'm certainly not looking to to back that because their win total is already a little bit elevated in a really tough division. That said, if you do want to get involved with the Chargers, I think it's really fun to put a little bit on a long shot of the Super Bowl or to win the AFC. That kind of thing is fun, but I'm staying away from their division or their their win total.
1: Yeah, it's so my projections have them at ten point two five, which is literally right there at what their. Uh, over under is i don't there's a little juice in the over i just i can't bet this team they've hurt me so many times this uh, there's an emotional aspect but the division's tough in general so yeah I, I would agree with you long shots better they do play the falcons we'll find out with the schedule in atlanta and i am very tempted to fly back just just so i can wear my kyle pitts and keenan allen jersey at the same time <laughs>
0: <laughs> and obviously lay the points with the with the chargers
1: Oh, of course. Yeah, no. Falcons will get destroyed. All right, let's finish off with the Raiders. They were among the luckiest teams in the league, and I hated them for it because I had an under on them at seven wins. They went 10-7 and last year. Their win expectation was 6.9. So that's This is how I tell myself that I was okay at my job last year because based on their win expectation, they should have hit the under.
0: That's right. That's like trying to explain to your wife. I I know I lost money this week playing DFS, but I I double stacked my quarterback. I played a low roster defense. You know, I I had a a bring back in there. It's not my fault. So, yes, this is process of a result. So I think that that helps you sleep at night, Kyle. There you go.
1: So should I bring that ticket to DK Sportsbook and say, okay, I took the under. I see that you guys already took my money. You've already like settled the bet. But based on the Pythagorean win expectation, I, I should get some money back.
0: They're going to kick you out in two seconds.
1: <laughs> I lean under on this team at eight and a half. And it's the division. It's some regression in a number of different areas. And it's also the fact that Devontae Adams, great player, uh, great a number of different levels. There's still a lot of issues with this team, especially on their defense.
0: Yep. I'm with you. I lean under as well, especially at eight and a half. For, at eight wins, I think... You could talk me into either side at eight, so I'm staying away from that. But at eight and a half, I, I think I'm with you. Look at what this team overcame last season. You know, I, I've, I've been a Derek Carr supporter. I think he's actually a good quarterback, especially for NFL purposes. For fantasy, he's kind of been up and down. But for real life, I think he's okay, and he's, he's actually pretty good. But you have a head coaching change last year. Darren Waller is injured. You have one of the weakest wide receiver rooms in the NFL. You have Henry Ruggs fall out of that terrible situation. And this team still somehow... Got into this ten win season, made the playoffs. So looking at baking in some regression there, you know I think eight wins is likely. Seven would not surprise me. Stuff like that. So yeah, I think eight and a half for me. I'm leaning under given the tough uh, division that they play in. I'm personally not looking to buy into any of the long shot odds in the division either.
1: That's going to wrap up our AFC win totals. We will have this out on the website as well if you need some written stuff to for your eyeballs. But also, like bets mentioned earlier. It's the summer of best ball. So whether, wherever you're drafting, if you've got a team out there, we'd love to hop in a couple of drafts. We'll be posting those very soon. And even better, if you're doing it while mowing the lawn, if you want to send a picture to at the fantasy PT, at Kyle underscore Borg, tag us on Twitter. We can hook you up with some fantasy footballer swag. And, uh, yeah, we want to see you in, uh, in your dad clothes.
0: That's right. Summer of best ball is here Dude, June 1st is not that far away. we got to get going on this, uh, this best ball primer. It's go time officially. We'll be back next week to talk NFC win totals. Stay tuned.